Welcome to House Maxing with Butch Zielinski, a podcast designed to help sellers get the maximum value from their home. Butch is a licensed real estate agent in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. Now, Butch Zielinski. Welcome to the podcast. And once again, I'm here with Marshall Saunders. Hi, Butch. How's it going? Going really well, Marshall. Thanks. Well, we should uh, we should tell everyone that we're meeting remotely via Zoom because of this whole coronavirus. And we're recording in separate spots, but meeting in Zoom. Hopefully next time we'll be in the studio, right? Well, I hope so. Yes. And um, this is actually um, my first Zoom session. So good for you. Yeah, well, this whole uh, COVID-19 is pushing us all out of our comfort zone a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's not always negative. That's right. Everyone's healthy in your world? Everyone's healthy in my world, absolutely. I've been monitoring my mom. She's out in Burnsville doing well, and uh, my stepmom in Richfield. And so, yeah, uh, we're doing uh, hunkering down, and but doing well. Thank you. I think a lot of people want to talk about real estate and this whole thing. You know, I'm sure I'm one of them, you know, kind of looking to maybe sell this year or early next year. And I'm kind of wondering what effect this is all having on the real estate market. What advice would you give to a seller who's maybe kind of on the fence, been thinking about selling? Would you say, don't worry about this or wait or what advice are you giving right now to people you know i think first i would look at the market in which they're in you know geographically is it outlying suburbs you know what's the size of the property what's the price of the property what's the competition currently in that marketplace i think i'd start there aside from the COVID thing and then given that it is a you know a, a good market and not saturated then i would say just to counsel them which i have actually that we don't really know the impact. I know that showings, um, Brenda Tusthouse, our CEO at Remax Results, she has weekly reports on showing activity in and around the Twin Cities. And the third week, yeah, the third week in March, showing activity took a uh, 50% hit. Now it's back up. Uh, pretty dramatically, the last report yesterday. And so showing activity is stronger than it was. Uh, listing activity is we still are shy. Uh, we're, we're lacking some list, some inventory, which is good for buyers. I think what, what sellers need to just accept is we just don't know. I listed one, Marsh, on, uh, over by Lake Harriet, Lake Calhoun, um, in that 37th and Aldrich Bryant area, just killer East Harriet neighborhood, fully renovated, 3,000 square feet, beautiful, double and a half lot, gorgeous. I thought this thing would sell immediately. So we had a showing and then we had another showing, which was actually a second showing, but it was, you know, a week later. And so, so, and it, now we got another showing and, and so, Mm-hmm. It's really been trickling, and it's uh, it's really been annoying me because this is such a fantastic property. To that end, you know, from this specific example, it has really been a challenge because less people are out in the marketplace, less people are buyers, so therefore the supply demand ratio is going a little bit down. Now, generally, you know, the lower amount of 
demand and people showing, that means a drop in prices. But have we, uh, at least from the statistics I've seen, activity is down. We haven't seen necessarily a lowering of prices, right? Well, I think that that's ultimately true, Marsh. But here's here, let me. So this property is 550. I think when I stopped over my clients that they put a fence in three, four years ago, they never stained it. So I had them stain it. Beautiful. Had them sod, resod. They had a dog. Brand new sod. Okay. So I stopped over the other day and my client, she actually brought this up. She said, you know what, Butch? I just feel like buyers think they have all the time in the world right. to make a decision. And I think her point was really valid. Like, the urgency, that's it. So the urgency in the market isn't what right. it was. Right. And so I think therein lies the larger question. Ultimately, if the pace of these sellers and the urgent or these buyers and the urgency is out of the equation, then will it ultimately affect the price? Again, if demand continues to increase, showings continue to increase, and there's some energy back in, in the market, then I think that's correct. And I don't think that values uh, necessarily have been affected. I don't think so. But I do think we're in this, again, this twilight zone of everything. This seems like it, you know, like all things being seen through the crystal ball, right? We don't know exactly. But this seems like a housing recession, a housing hit that might be very, very short-lived if, in fact, we see some return to normalcy or, or operation over the next uh, month. I can see the, the activity level just bouncing back pretty darn quickly. Um, there's houses for sale. There's, if anything, there's probably a really big pent-up demand for buyers once those people are kind of released back into the marketplace. Uh, it, it should flood pretty quickly. I'm not uh, – of course, that's assuming that everyone goes back to a job and everyone uh, – all the employers are paying and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I feel like – I think the jury is still out on employment, yeah, as we discussed earlier – pay cuts or, you know, these corporations who maybe have cleaned some house and are not going to be in a position to, to be rehiring a, a lot of these people and maybe, you know, leaner and meaner. And so I don't know the effect that that's going to have. Certainly it's not as it was in 08 when literally almost overnight, the banks basically failed, right. our financial institutions failed, and we had like, I don't know how many tens of millions of people unemployed almost overnight. And so it, it is different, but it's, um, but it's uh, that we could understand <laughs> this is just a little bit more interesting because we don't know ultimately how this is going to play out. Yeah. So walk me through what a, a showing with a buyer looks like these days. What do you do? I mean, how do you do the social distancing? Are they wearing masks? Are they wearing gloves? How does this whole thing work? Well, it's only, you know, one party at a time in the property. And then, you know, whether they wear masks or not, that's going to be up to the agents and their clients. 
you know, going through a, a property where clearly the seller's not there, it's a vacant or it's a unoccupied property. Mm-hmm. And then so I think agent to agent and buyer to buyer, they're working those details out. If you want me to wear a mask, if you don't want right. me, but then all, like in my listing here on 37, they've got, they've got the, you know, wipes and the, right. and they wipe down the house before each showing today. We've got one at one they'll wipe down the house and have everything already. So it just varies because, you know, some people are like, yee-hoo. And then some people are like, you know, I'm fine. And you know, the, the masks in the car, it's agent to agent, really, I would say. And do you think this is going to hurt the upper price ranges more than lower? I mean, there seems to be kind of what everyone's talking about is more of a trickle up problem of, you know, obviously hitting lower level uh, employees as far as, you know, the service community and so on. But that working up to the owners and working up to the investors and kind of uh, might stay in the upper price ranges longer than the lower price ranges. You know what? Again, it's so hard to know. You know, <laughs> you know, like a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients are surgeons and doctors and they've done some clinic. So they've done some Zoom clinics. Right. So they've maintained some level of production. But again, when you take you take a few billion dollars out of our healthcare system with non-emergency surgery, elective, if you will, it's really affecting a lot of my clients. And so, you know, they're not going to be earning the money that they have been. Um, I do believe, though, that that's that's clearly a boom. That's a bounce back. Um, So I think the healthcare is going to be bouncing back nicely. And hopefully, you know, the stimulus dollars are getting to those hospital systems um, and not just some arbitrary, you know, which right. I've read too much about. But um, I feel pretty confident about, you know, I do feel pretty confident about the upper bracket sectors, to be honest. I think so. Well, they have more equity to ride out a little bit of a storm, that type of thing. And, and you know, if this is a, a short-lived anywhere from two to six months, they might have more wherewithal to do that. Well, and two, I think that, you know, whenever you're talking about upper bracket, I think, you know, people, instead of what could happen, could happen theoretically, um, if some, if a buyer, let's say that they were an executive SVP, if they're, uh, you know, uh, a surgeon or what have you, let's say that they normally would, would buy in the million five to two, they may moderate that to a million to million five. They may adjust their focus of, um, you know, expenditures over time. I, I don't, that'll be interesting to see. So any advice that you'd give to buyers as far as lending in this environment? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's been so important to me. Like I have my guy, like I have my guy. I don't have three guys. I don't have two guys or a gal. <laughs> I've got one guy and he's my trusted mortgage guy at traditions. And I, he's just my go-to guy. Um, I mean, you need to be so careful with funding and, you know, make sure that you know your mortgage banker and that um, they are, you know, extremely experienced that they're local, that they have, uh, you know, because I've heard, I have not 
had it happen to me specifically, but the Remax Mastermind group, there's so many posts about the craziest stuff, the craziest hoop jumping through last minute, nutty, no funding, funding a couple of days later, you know, this, it's crazy. So that's a really, really good point, Marsh. I mean, people need to make sure that the lender of their choosing is exceptional and well-funded and not, you know, making up rules that will derail the transaction. Well, cool. Well, it's good to talk to you, even though via distance. It was nice to talk to you too. And maybe next time we'll do it in the studio, huh? Well, I'm hoping so. Why don't you check with the governor? Let me know. I will. I'll give him a call right now. All right. Hey, thanks, Marsh. See ya. Bye-bye. This has been House Maxing with Butch Zielinski, a podcast designed to help sellers get the maximum value from their home. Butch is a licensed real estate agent in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find him online at butchzielinski.com. And Zielinski is spelled Z-E-L-I-N-S-K-Y. If you'd like to share a comment or question on an upcoming podcast, call 612-352-9177. Again, that's 612-352-9177. Make sure to tell us to which show you are calling to contribute. And please know that we may include your voice recording in future episodes of this podcast. House Maxing is produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.